We are Maria and Nicole. We're two secular homeschooling moms that have been been there, done that. that. It's Black History Month, and we love seeing the uplifting celebrations across the country, in our own community, and on our social media feeds. In today's episode, we want to take it a step further. Black history is not just a chapter in our collective narrative. It's a continuous thread that's woven into the fabric of our society. We're going to be talking about breaking free from the limitations of designated months and explore the importance of teaching Black history throughout the entire year. Absolutely. We want to talk about the significance of incorporating Black history into everyday learning, celebrating the achievements, the resilience, and the contributions of Black individuals that have shaped our world. Let's challenge the conventional narrative and commit to a more inclusive and comprehensive approach to education. We want to encourage you to celebrate Black history beyond a confined month and embrace it as an inseparable part of your year-round curriculum. And as usual, we want to stress that our podcast is an inclusive space for your everyday parents that are looking for education options. We are not here to convince you to homeschool. Uh, We want to stress that you need to do what works for your child and for your family. Every family is different. Absolutely. And you know your children best. So uh, feel free to take what advice or information you get from here that works for you and chuck the rest. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning, Maria. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. I saw you last night when I, I went and saw Jillian's play. Thank you for coming to see her. Singing in the rain. She's the lead. Oh, it my was gosh. so good. Her and it, Bella and all the kids did such a great job. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was her first uh, lead role, and it's been a joy. Oh, it's really it been a sweet. So, I sent her a little note backstage. You know, I, her name is Jillian, and you called her Jilly Bean. Or yeah, she was bean like beansy was, forever. Yeah, so I did. I when I made her a little note, I said to Jilly Bean. Ah, uh, she'll <laughs> love it. It was a sweet, uh, sweet night, and you got to see my backstage magic <laughs> happening too. You were so funny. So you rolled out the your backstage. You have your little headset. You're dressed in black, I'm so very you're official. like blending in in the background, <laughs> and you roll out a cake, and Cameron's sitting next to me, like the cake that they bounce out of, and Cameron's <laughs> sitting next to me, goes, oh. There's your podcast host. Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. I know my friends were like, we were going to cheer for you right then, but we didn't think we should. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I try to make the dancers go out in front of me so that I'm hidden. I wanted to yell, Nicole, Nicole, here I am <laughs> from the second row, but I did Oh didn't. my gosh. It's so crazy. And, and you know what's super freaking crazy, though, is that we rolled right into Tech Week after I had taken my youth and government team to state in Austin, like last weekend, like we got off a bus Sunday morning and went into a seven hour play rehearsal. Oh my God. You we have been going are so crazy tired. Nonstop. But you know what? I saw your pictures from the youth and government company. That was amazing. Oh my gosh. So I cannot believe this, Maria. Like, I mean, I'm, I'll post it on our uh, website, but three of my kids got designated delegate. Okay, this is a statewide thing. They only award 12 of these and our group took 25% of the awards. And we are the only homeschool delegation, like in the whole state. How many kids are there for this? 1300. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, it's different sections and stuff like the our kids are legit. This was a legislative award. So this is the ledge section. But I like I still cannot even believe it. This is like an amazing. So so you know, when you guys uh, as homeschoolers, we sometimes think we miss out on some of these public school activities. And this isn't really a public most of the people there are school teams, but it's organized through the YMCA. But um, there are all these programs like this that are available for homeschoolers to throw a team together and do it 
Like a lot of people just don't. Yeah, you and, did it uh, with Future City. Uh, when yeah, the kids Future were City. We're always middle school. So. Yeah, we're always one of the only two homeschool teams for yeah. that. There's there's a lot of opportunity, and I think since COVID, a lot of things are just becoming more and more available to homeschoolers. Yeah, which is fantastic for us. But so I'm just so proud of them. It was like it was an awesome, awesome weekend, and we're still kind of blown away that. Yeah. Like they did well, so congratulations, well. Congratulations, Nicole, as a mentor of oh my the gosh. youth in government. So that's through the YMCA, right? Yep. Proud of those guys. So, okay. Well, let's get into our episode. And this is an important conversation today. And it transcends boundaries. And it's going to foster a deeper understanding of our shared history that we want for our children. Right. And, you know, we already know about Martin Luther King Jr. and the Underground Railroad and Harriet Tubman. We've all read To Kill a Mockingbird, but oftentimes history lessons seem to end with those like topics. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. And as non-Black creators, we do want to make sure that as part of our commitment to incorporating Black history all year long, we aren't overstepping with our own content. We want to elevate the work and the words and the firsthand accounts of Black authors, artists, and content creators. So this episode will be full of links to other sites, other resources, and other pages to Black creators. So please go visit them. Exactly. So let's get started. So what kind of things can you do to honor Black History Month and include Black history all year long? Well, one of our big things always is read. It's our answer to everything. (laughs) It's our answer to everything. Read, (laughs) read. There are so many resources out there. So here are five Black history resources specifically created for children by Black authors or creators. Number one is a book called Little Leaders, Bold Women in Black History. It's by Vashti Harrison, and it introduces young readers to 40 trailblazing Black women who made significant contributions throughout history. And the book's filled with vibrant illustrations, inspiring stories that empower and educate children. And number two on the list is The Undefeated by Kwame Alexander. And this one is illustrated by Kadir Nelson. And this book is a really powerful and poetic look at Black Americans who always remained undefeated in their hearts. If you know a young child who's having a hard time trying to deal with identity, then this book will help them see that there are many who have struggled with the same issues that they're facing, struggled and ultimately won. Alexander has written a lot of really great books, including The Crossover. I think that's one of the best-selling ones and Booked. And they usually have a sports theme. I think the author is an athlete himself. So if you have a sports enthusiast, make sure to check out his books. Yeah. Um, Soul We by Lupita Nyong'o. And Lupita Nyong'o is an Academy Award-winning actress. Uh, This is a beautifully illustrated children's book that addresses themes of self-esteem and beauty. The story follows a young girl's journey to embrace her own unique beauty and highlights the importance of self-love, which we all need a little bit more of. Of course. Uh, The next one on the list is I Am Enough by Grace Byers. And this is a picture book that celebrates diversity and self-empowerment. This is a beginning story about everything you can be and do because you're different and yet all the same too. It's so well done. There's a few lines per page. So it's a simple book for young children. And it really takes important concepts and makes it easy to understand and teaches your kids that they are enough. The last one is Henry's Freedom Box, a true story from the Underground Railroad by Ellen Levine. And this is illustrated by Kadir Nelson. And this tells the true story of Henry Brown, who was a slave who mailed himself to freedom in a wooden crate. The book is just gorgeous illustrations by Kadir Nelson. It introduces children to an important aspect of black history in a sensitive and age appropriate manner. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Super powerful. 
Um, okay, so that's some of the ones that are earmarked for younger kids. But what about young adults or older kids? So the first one that comes to mind is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s letter from a Birmingham jail from 1963. And MLK talks about people taking a moral responsibility to break unjust laws and take direct action. You're probably familiar with this famous quote, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. He makes a fantastic reasoned case for the validity of nonviolent direct action to achieve the objective of bringing those who refuse to negotiate to the table. If you've never read this letter or had your children read it, please do. I love how Dr. King starts off and then also ends with a whole bit about how he's just usually too damn busy to deal with the haters, but it's also the haters who put him in the jail. And this letter is so important and still reads to be so true and so relevant today. It's incredibly powerful and super inspiring. So please read this letter. It's so good. Yeah, that is a great, that's a great resource. Um, Stamped from the Beginning by Ibram X. Kendi. Um, In this award-winning book, he explores the history of racist ideas in America, offering a thought-provoking analysis of how these ideas have shaped the nation's development. It provides valuable insights into the historical roots of racism. And um, he's also the author of How to Be an Anti-Racist, which is a fabulous book. Kendi provides insights into what it means to be anti-racist and advocates for actively combating racist ideas and policies. Um, That's like the important thing. Like it's not enough to be not racist. You need to be committed to being anti-racist. And um, there's also a remixed junior version of this book by Jason Reynolds that is awesome. Our kids did a uh, book club with, Mm -hmm. I I think both of ours did, a book club with one of our friends who led it. And so I read the adult book while Jillian read the junior one. And they're both fantastic. Yeah, those are so good. The next one on the list is The Souls of Black Folk by W.E.B. Dubois. And he's a pioneering African-American sociologist and historian. And this book addresses the experience of black Americans in the early 20th century. You're going to learn so much about that time period by reading this book. And he discusses issues of race, identity, and equality. And his words are really thought-provoking and in many cases action-provoking because there's so much more that still needs to be done on this topic. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the next book is Hidden Figures by Margot Lee Shutterly, and this book tells the true story of an African-American women mathematicians who played crucial roles at NASA during the space race. And the book sheds lights on their contributions to science and challenges the stereotypes at the time. Uh, And there's also a movie version of this that came out um, in 2016, which is excellent. But the book of course the book's always better so but but the book really is better on this one yeah but I would definitely do both but yeah read the book right and the next one on the list is Brown Girl Dreaming by Jacqueline Woodson and this is a memoir uh, and it's so beautifully written it's an exploration of her childhood and coming of age as an African-American girl I really enjoy this one it was so interesting to see the things that Jacqueline went through growing up and how she handled herself it's a beautiful memoir it's touching on so many important themes like family and race and even feminism So just a reminder that this is a weekly episode. We drop one every Thursday morning just for you. And if you have any additional ideas or comments, please come and comment on our Facebook page on the episode thread or send us an email at info at btdthomeschool.com. We'd really love to hear from you. 
Okay, moving along. And one of the best ways that you can celebrate black history all year long is by supporting black owned businesses. In today's economic landscape, it's really important to support these businesses. It's not just about making a choice. It's actually a way to make a difference and empower the community. When we spend our money intentionally with black entrepreneurs, we are not only boosting their businesses, but we're also breaking down those long standing barriers that have held them back. It's like every purchase becomes a small act of activism driving change in a positive direction right and it's more than just transactions it's about solidarity and amplifying voices and fostering inclusivity in our commerce supporting black owned and minority owned businesses helps celebrate diversity and it promotes economic equity and it uplifts black businesses as integral pillars of our communities absolutely you can invest in local artisans you can shop at black owned boutiques Uh, dining at Black-owned restaurants, and there are thousands of bookstores in the U.S., and less than 150 of them are Black-owned. We live in North Texas, and if you're in our area, there are two Black-owned bookstores that are worth a visit. The Dock in Fort Worth is the largest Black-owned full-service bookstore, and this is the cutest shop. The owners are so nice, and the vibe is calm and welcoming. They have a mission to inspire, inform, and entertain customers through books and book-related events. They have their calendars full. Yeah, and Blacklist in Dallas is founded by a local educator and diversity inclusion advocate, Nia Taylor-Clark. Blacklist's mission is to help close the literacy gap, to increase representation, and to cultivate conversations that bring you across racial divides. For the past three years, Blacklit's been home to the first monthly subscription box that exclusively highlights Black authors and entrepreneurs, uh, helping to support, promote, and bring visibility to Black authors and Black-owned businesses. And inside every box, uh, subscribers receive a book by a Black author, a shirt, and three to five products from Black-owned businesses. So it's uh, like super cool. If you can't go in person, like order one of these. I love that you found that. I didn't even know about that. It, yeah, it was on on her website. I didn't I like I knew about Blacklicks. I'd been there, but I hadn't I didn't know about the monthly subscription box. Yeah, that's super cool. Uh, you can also visit black museums like the National Museum of African American History and Culture. There's the Motown Museum, the National Civil Rights Museum. You can visit that in person and online. One of the best things that happened out of COVID was the ability to access so many resources online, museums and virtual tours without ever leaving your home. I created a worldwide virtual museum blog post that has tons of resources. But now let's talk about virtual and online resources that celebrate diversity, Nicole. Right, like the National Museum of African American History and Culture. Um, This is part of the Smithsonian Institution, and it offers a wealth of resources, including exhibitions, collections, and educational materials. The website provides access to a vast array of digital resources, and it's just, it's really an excellent online destination for exploring Black history. There's the Schomburg Center for Research in Black Culture, and this is located in New York City. It's a research library and cultural institution, and it focuses on history and contributions of people of African descent. Their digital collections, their exhibitions, and the educational programs that they provide are super awesome, valuable insights into black history and culture. Right. And so here's some other resources for learning about black history. Uh, the History Makers, this is a nonprofit organization. It's dedicated to to preserving and sharing stories of African Americans who've made significant contributions to various fields. Their digital archive includes interviews, documentaries, and educational resources that just really showcase the achievements of Black individuals throughout history. 
There's the National Urban League, and this has been working towards economic empowerment and social justice for African Americans since 1910. Their website offers reports, publications, and resources that address various aspects of Black history, civil rights, and social issues. Teaching Tolerance Black History Month resources um, is a project by the Southern Poverty Law Center, and this provides a range of educational resources for teachers and parents. Uh, Their Black History Month resources include lesson plans, classroom activities, and articles that are aimed at promoting a more inclusive and accurate understanding of Black history. So that's really easy to uh, find some stuff and build a whole little homeschool curriculum unit study, even if you want to do. Yeah. And after you finish listening to this episode, be sure to visit our website. We're going to write up all of the show notes and have links to everything that we're talking about. So it's just really easy for you to access and reference. Every week, I like to create free resources that complement that episode. So be sure to sign up to our newsletter so you don't miss any of that exclusive content. If you're on Facebook or Instagram, we would love it if you went out there and gave us a thumbs up or even comment on the episode thread. Another thing you can do to teach black history all year long in your homeschool is by watching movies and documentaries. Documentary Monday, documentaries and donuts. You do love your documentaries and donuts. (laughs) (laughs) The first one on the list is Loving, which is a heartfelt drama based on a true story of Richard and Mildred Loving. And they were an interracial couple whose marriage led to a landmark Supreme Court case. It was set in the 1960s in Virginia, and the film portrays their courageous fight against state law that were banning interracial marriages and it ultimately changed and challenged the societal norms and paved the way for marriage equality. Another is I Am Not Your Negro. This is a compelling documentary that brings to life James Baldwin's unfinished manuscript, which explored the lives and the assassinations of civil rights leaders, uh, Medgar Evers, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King Jr. And through his powerful words and archival footage, this film provides a thought-provoking examination of race, identity, and America's ongoing struggle with systemic racism. 13th is a gripping documentary that explores the intersection of race, justice, and mass incarceration in the United States, and it's tracing the historical roots of the 13th Amendment's loophole that perpetuates slavery through the criminal justice system. Through compelling interviews and archival footage, the film really exposes the systematic inequalities and highlights the urgent need for criminal justice reform, which is so needed in the United States. Yes, yes. Uh, 12 Years a Slave. This was uh, directed by Steve McQueen. It's a powerful film that tells the true story of Solomon Northrup. He's a free black man who was kidnapped and sold into slavery in the 19th century. And then Selma from 2014 is a popular film that's directed by Ava DuVernay. And that's a historical drama. And it chronicles the 1965 Selma to Montgomery voting rights marches that were led by Martin Luther King Jr. and the late John Lewis and other civil rights leaders. Malcolm X was directed by Spike Lee. This is a biographical epic and it stars Denzel Washington as the influential civil rights leader Malcolm X. And this traces his transformation from a petty criminal to a powerful advocate for black empowerment. The next one is The Color Purple, and that's from 1985. Three, I think that last year they redid it. I haven't seen that one. But this is based on the Pulitzer Prize winning novel by Alice Walker. And this film follows the life of Celie. And she's an African-American woman in the early 20th century in the rural South in a world that surrounds her with cruelty. 
and she navigates through oppression, abuse, and eventual empowerment. It also has a same-sex kiss, which is not a big deal in today's world, but back then it really was. You probably know this movie because Oprah Winfrey played Sophia in this movie. It was so good. Um, The next one is Glory. This uh, came out in 1989, directed by Edward Zwick. This historical war drama tells the story of 54th Massachusetts Volunteer Infantry. Um, It was one of the first all-black regiments from the Union Army during the American Civil War. And then there's Fruitvale Station. That's from 2013. And this is directed by Ryan Coogler. This film is based on the true story of Oscar Grant, who was a young black man who was fatally shot by a police officer in Oakland, California on New Year's Day in 2009. It was a tragic story. Right. Um, Get on the Bus. Uh, This is another Spike Lee. And this drama follows a group of African-American men from Los Angeles who journey to the Million Man March in Washington, D.C. This explores themes of identity, masculinity and social justice. Then the last one on the list is The Butler, and that's from 2013. This one is directed by Lee Daniels. This historical drama follows the life of Cecil Gaines, which is a black butler who serves the White House for over three decades, witnessing firsthand the civil rights movement and its impact on American society. I mean, talk about eye opening. Oh, for sure. So that's a lot of cool movies and documentaries, but of course there are a million more. So many. So many more. Um, but those were some really good ones that yeah, we some kept of seeing. our favorites. Yeah. yeah, and ones we kept seeing kind of popping up on all the lists. So let's move into music and art, our other favorite topic. Right. Black music stands as a cornerstone of black history. It weaves a rich tapestry of cultural expression, resilience, and innovation. From the spirituals born out of the brutalities of slavery to the rhythms of jazz that emerged from the streets of New Orleans and the soulful melodies of Motown that captured a spirit of a generation, black music has been a powerful vehicle for storytelling and social commentary. Right. It's been a source of joy and solace, a means of protest and empowerment, and a catalyst for social change. Uh, Through blues, gospel, hip-hop, and beyond, black musicians have continually pushed boundaries, shattered stereotypes, and paved the way for future generations, leaving an indelible mark on the global musical landscape. So as we celebrate Black History Month and teaching black history all year, let's honor the legacy of black music and its enduring influence on the world stage. Yeah, there are countless incredible black musicians to explore across genres, but we're only going to listen to five whose contributions have been particularly influential. I mean, this podcast can only be so long. We <laughs> right, go you guys on don't want, on. yeah, you don't want a two hour show from us. So the first one on the list is Aretha Franklin. Yeah. Of course, she's known as the Queen of Soul and her powerful voice and emotional depth revolutionized popular music with hits like Respect and Think and Natural Woman. She became an icon of civil rights and feminism movements, leaving an incredible mark on soul, R&B, and pop music. Yep. The next is Jimi Hendrix, widely regarded as one of the greatest guitarists of all time. Jimi Hendrix's innovative approach to rock music reshaped this genre. Um, His electrifying performances and groundbreaking albums like Are You Experienced and Electric Ladyland continue to inspire generations of musicians. Moving on to Nina Simone, and she's a classical trained pianist and singer, and her distinctive voice and fearless activism made her a singular figure in music history. Her songs such as Feeling Good, To Be Young, Gifted and Black, and Mississippi Goddamn encapsulate the struggles and triumphs of the civil rights era. 
Stevie Wonder. Woo, Stevie. Yeah, a musical prodigy who signed to Motown at just 11 years old. I actually did not know that. 11. Did you know that about him being a young? I knew he was young. I didn't know he was that young. Yeah. Um, Stevie Wonder's unparalleled talent as a singer, songwriter, and multi-instrumentalist has earned him widespread acclaim with timeless hits like Superstition, I Just Called to Say I Love You, and Signed, Sealed, and Delivered, I'm Yours. He's shaped the landscape of pop R&B and funk music. Absolutely. Of course, we can't miss Queen Bee herself, Beyonce. Yeah. As one of the most successful and influential artists of the 21st century, Beyonce's impact transcends all music. With her powerhouse vocals, electrifying performances, and boundary-pushing artistry, she's redefined the possibilities for black women in the industry. From her early days with Destiny's Child to her solo career and groundbreaking visual albums like Lemonade, Beyonce continues to inspire and empower audiences all over the world. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. She's awesome. Um, So now let's talk about some black artists who've made significant contributions to the art world. Uh, Kahinde Wiley, uh, renowned for his vibrant and provocative portraits. Um, He reimagines historical European paintings by replacing their subjects with contemporary African-American figures. Figures. And his work challenges traditional notions of power and race and representation. And he gained widespread acclaim for his portrait of Barack Obama, which is part of the National Portrait Gallery's collection. It sure is. Then there's Carrie James Marshall, and he's known for his bold and meticulously crafted paintings. He explores the black experience in America and often depicts scenes of everyday life in black communities. His work confronts issues of race, identity, and cultural heritage while celebrating the beauty and the resilience of black people. Micheline Thomas, uh, recognized for her elaborate and colorful mixed media portraits, she explores themes of femininity, sexuality, and race. And uh, through her collage style compositions and use of rhinestones and acrylic paint, she challenges conventional notions of beauty and representation, often featuring black women as the central subjects of her work. I don't know if you remember that we did a field trip down to the museum at Fair Park. Yeah, is it called the Black History Museum? I think it's called the African American Museum of Dallas, and they have a really cool children's area. It's a free entry museum, and they have lectures and lots of community outreach. Yes, and it was it's a great museum, and it, the there was a whole exhibit. It, oh, fantastic! It was, it was it was all about women artists at that time, yeah. right? Yes. Moving on to Kara Walker, and she is known for her silhouette installations. She explores the complexities of race, gender, and power in American history. Her provocative and often controversial work confronts viewers with the legacy of slavery and its ongoing impact on contemporary society, prompting critical dialogue about race relations in America. She walks the edge. I love it. Yeah. And the last is the Easter Gates, which I hope I am pronouncing correctly. I found multiple uh, pronunciations online. Um, But he is a multidisciplinary artist, and he works across various mediums, including sculpture, installation, and performance, to explore issues of race, urban renewal, and social justice. And through his innovative art projects and community-based initiatives, he seeks to revitalize neglected neighborhoods and preserve black culture and heritage. Yeah, and these artists represent just a few of the many talented Black artists making waves in the contemporary art world, challenging norms and shaping conversations about race, identity, and representation. And really all of the resources in today's episode cover a range of genres, including history, sociology, literature, and memoir, providing diverse perspectives and voices within Black history. They are valuable contributions to the understanding and celebration of Black experiences and achievements. 
Hopefully we've given you some ideas to incorporate more black history into your homeschool. And I love that Black History Month exists and people are celebrating, but let's take it a step further and break free from the limitations of designated months and explore the importance of teaching it throughout the entire year. Exactly. Black history is our history. Absolutely. It it doesn't need to be confined to one month. Meanwhile, tune in next time for our next episode, 63, which is going to be what is the best math curriculum? That's a great question. A lot of people struggle with math and teaching math. So we're going to steer you in the right direction. Exactly. So it's going to be a fun one. Make sure you tune in. Bye. Bye Bye. Cheers. Be sure to check us out on our website at btdthomeschool.com, as in been there, done that, btdthomeschool.com. You can join our mailing list and get news and updates on future podcasts. And be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at the BTDT Been There, Done That Homeschool Podcast.